There are so many things that impact our ability to achieve success, but none are more important than leadership. Individuals, organizations, and communities rise and fall with leadership. We are here to help you rise. Thank you for joining us. This is the Leadership Excellence Podcast. Hello, leaders, and welcome to Leadership Excellence. My name is Danny Langloss, and today we're joined by Genesis Haycrick. As leaders, we're always pulled in so many different directions, but it's not just leaders. It's the people on our teams. There's so much going on in life. And while I always try to run my day, I end up finding my day running me, especially at work in my role as city manager. But between my roles as husband, as father, soccer coach, city manager, podcast host, national speaker, it's just a lot. And so finding a system that makes it work is so important. And today, Genesis is going to share that system with us. It's a seven-step strategy on how to create a time-freedom lifestyle. So, so excited to dive into this. Genesis has been involved in personal growth and development industry for more than 10 years, prides herself in helping individuals create successful lives through time focus and prioritizing strategies. She thrives on helping others achieve a balance of their personal and professional life and is diligent about encouraging busy working professionals to share their gifts and message with the world. She's also a certified life and career coach, has worked across the spectrum uh, with a focus on career development, setting life goals for her clients. She currently works one-on-one with individuals, helping them get clarity, create goals, strategic plans, and time management skills, and also provides group coaching. Her deepest passion is her speaking. She's inspired thousands of individuals through her motivational engagements. Genesis, welcome to the Leadership Excellence Podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me today. And I just absolutely love talking about this. And that was just such a great intro. And, you know, you, like many others, have so many different things going on. And, and I'm just, I'm amazed. And it's, it's an incredible thing when you can talk about all of those different areas of your life that are significant. And, and look at you, you're doing it. You've got your podcast and, and you're successful in what you're doing in your career. And, you just had a baby. And so there's so many great things to be talking about here and to be celebrating, but it's also so important to have processes, strategies, and different types of activities in place that are going to help you to maintain that quality of life. And so that's yeah. what we're going to be talking about today. I can't wait to get into it. Um, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way than being super busy. I get incredibly bored if I'm not. Um, and so when I talk about balancing all these things, it's not a complaint, it's a choice that I'm making, but having systems that allow to better manage it. So at times you just don't feel like all in a ball and like, Oh, I'm going to explode. Um, I'm really excited (laughs) for that. Could you share real quick? You said something off air as we were prepping to go on the show. It it really intrigued me in January, you're going to be running uh, a woman's leadership conference. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yes, absolutely. And, and as busy women, as, as women that are entrepreneurial or in leadership roles, we have so much on our plate. And so the, one of the biggest focuses of this conference is going to be to really help us to break down our schedules, break down our days and understand long-term what we're working towards. Because if we don't have clarity, if we don't have direction, we're just going to be kind of like floating through life. So the idea behind the conference is to really get clarity and direction on how you are going about your busy day. What kind of habits do you have? What are your routines? What is your um, morning look like? Do you have any kind of morning routine? And so when you have clarity on those things, life is going to go a lot smoother. And so once you identify a game plan, you can create an action plan and then strategically determine what are the things that are going to happen throughout the year and how are we going to go about doing it? And so much of the time, the biggest question that I get from my clients is the how. And really, it's about those baby steps, taking those first initial steps and then taking one little step at a time, breaking down those massive goals and again, putting them into these baby steps and then and then getting success from each of those. And then that at the end of each day is something to celebrate. So um, this, this conference is going to be really um, empowering. It's going to be exciting for anyone that's in any type of leadership role, uh, including if you're running your household, <laughs> you're trying to manage it all at home, running your business. Uh, many moms, many women today 
are running businesses out of their homes. And so it's important for them to be, um, to have an understanding of just what it is that's helping them to gain the success that they need in order to break through to that next level. That sounds incredible. And, you know, prior to coming on the show, I didn't know she was doing this, but as we were talking, I wanted her to share that because it's so important uh, on Instagram. Her Instagram, I believe, is Striving Mompreneur. Um, it's one of her Instagrams. And and that kind of drew me to her as I tried to more understand what unique challenges our female workforce faces. You know, oftentimes, like in Genesis' case, like in the case in my house, um, the, the woman takes on more of the lead when it comes to kids and, and things happening around the house. But then they're also having those responsibilities at work or running their own business. And so there's some additional things there that I think as leaders, as we lead the whole person, we talk about that all the time in this podcast, need to be aware of. So I'm glad we were able to bring that to life. And it sounds like there may be some crossover between these seven steps um, and, and that program. So Genesis, can you take us through, like initially just tell us what the seven steps are to create this time freedom lifestyle and then maybe we can go through them individually one at a time? Absolutely. So, so it's essentially to create a time freedom lifestyle and, and there's so much to unpack here and we won't be able to cover everything today because this would, would take months and months to cover every single detail. But if you grasp the basics and you can understand what the baseline is of creating this new mindset, creating these new habits and developing new philosophies and how to get things done, you are going to be miles and miles ahead of where you would have been had you not made the decision to start making subtle changes. And so what we're going to be talking about is again, the seven steps. And the first one is preparing the mind for change and success. And so do you want me to just list them off and then we'll kind of go through each one? Yeah, I think that would work out pretty good. Yeah. Okay. And then, so number two is developing your self-care routine, creating the right priorities managing your time effectively, establishing new habits, strengthening relationships, and then finally identifying your wealth creation plan. And then, so basically all of these will go hand in hand with each other and they are in order. So once you establish one, then you're moving on to the next because you typically can't have one and, and you'll understand it as we start to go through them, why it matters so much to have the initial one set up before the other. So they build on each other. Yes. So can, as you say, a time freedom lifestyle, what do you mean by that? So the ability to be able to choose to do things as you please, as you want to, to have the ultimate level of joy, contentment, happiness, to be financially free to be able to have a quality of life. And, and so, so much of the time today, the idea of success is it's evolving, it's changing. And, and what we want is freedom. We, we want to be able to have the freedom to make the choices that we want. You know, um, we're post the, the COVID situation where, you know, everybody had to stay home, had to be home. And what so many people realized was that I like working out of my home. I, I like having the ability to, do things as I please. And, and not only that, just to be able to have more time with family to make choices in a different way. And so essentially you are, you're able to achieve this lifestyle that's giving you the ability to make choices that you desire every single day about what's ultimately going to bring that most joy and fulfillment. Love it. Love it. Love it. We often say the best way to predict the future is to create it. This is all about predicting the future that we want and envision. So step one, prepare the mind for change and success. Walk us through that. And so this, this basically starts at the beginning. So, so how do you wake up when you get up in the morning? Do you have a morning routine? Do you have anything established for, for what you're ultimately wanting to achieve at the end of the day? I always ask my clients when you wake up, what do you have around you? What is your immediate environment like? And so a lot of the time, what, what do we do? We just reach for our phone and immediately our cortisol levels just skyrocket because we're, we're not sensitive to the fact that it takes a couple minutes for our body to adjust and to wake up and, and to realize our surroundings. And so when we wake up, my advice is always to lay there for a couple of minutes and visualize your day. What do you want to happen? What are the results that you are anticipating and expecting 
when you're laying back in that same position, however many hours later, 12 hours later, 14 hours later, however long you stay up, when you're in that same position later on, how do you want to feel? And we don't want to feel the stress. We don't want to feel the anxiousness. We don't want to feel anxiety. And so what do we do to change that? So, so part of that is casting a vision. So when we wake up in the morning, we're casting that vision of what we'd ultimately desire most. And so this isn't just for us, but this is about other people and the way that we interact with other people, whether it be our kids or our coworkers or our spouses. What do we ultimately desire for those relationships? And how do we want everything to play out? And by giving ourselves that desired end result and that expectation, we're setting the tone for everything that we do. Every single thing that we do for that day is already expected. And so um, granted, I understand that days don't happen always perfectly, but this will give us the mindset that we need in order to overcome those obstacles when things do happen. So I'm going to give you an example of an environmental situation that prevented me from having a good day and getting started right. So every morning when I (laughs) used to wake up, my idea was get rid of the most daunting task first. And that was to do my laundry. So I had a big thing of laundry sitting there right in front of me for when I wake up in the morning and I thought, I'll just tackle that right away. But what it was doing is when I woke up, that would be the first thing I would see. So automatically, because it's a daunting task for me, I would feel overwhelmed. I would feel anxious and stressed out. And so that's not the first thing that I should have been looking at. It should have been my journal or a motivational quote or something that inspired me to get going in the morning. What's something that inspires you that that you look forward to when you wake up in the morning? You, you want to have that very first presence of whatever it is that's surrounding you to be something positive. And that is the very first step that's going to help us to change our lifestyles, to change and evolve from the stress, the overwhelm, the anxious mind to the calm, content, ready to take on the day mind. So what did I do? I removed the laundry basket. I put it in my closet. Yes, it was something that I was planning to do for the day, but I took care of my positive morning routine first and then I tackled it because I was ready for it. I love that mindset's the foundation to our success. I do. I follow Holly Avilio on and Simon Parsons on LinkedIn quite a bit. They're big mindset people. And then the thing I've learned from them and, and, and from my dad growing up is we get to choose our mindset and you are intentionally creating that positive mindset. When I hear you talk about visualizing the day, and how you want the day to go, the emotions that it is you want to feel. When we do that from a positive side and we start our day in a positive way, as things happen through the day, instead of seeing negatives and obstacles, we see the things appear that are leading to that success. There's so much power in that visualization. Those are some of the things going through my mind as, as I got excited hearing you talk about step one. Anything else on step one, or do we want to move to develop your self-care routine? Well, and, and I think part of step one, too, is just making the decision to create this change and, and making, as you said, the choice for new changes, for new habits, for new opportunities to arise. It's very easy for us to get stuck in a mindset that this is just how things are going to be. This is my life right now. This is what I have to accept. And no matter what stage you're in, this can affect you. You know, we can get stuck in the rut, whether it's, you know, we're working for our employee and excuse me, employer. And we just, we go to this job, we do our job, we come home and it's, it's the same monotonous routine day in and day out. The idea behind creating these changes is what do we ultimately want? And that's the question that we have to ask ourselves when we wake up in the morning, what do we, what do we feel like we're lacking? Is there something that's missing from our day? And if there is, what can we do about it? And it's sometimes as simple as just making the decision to move forward, to create that new change and to say to ourselves, I'm, I'm ready to take on this new challenge. And even though it's something that I know is going to be hard, it's going to be so worth it in the end because I'm going to incorporate it in my life. And so we're going to talk about definitely um, new habits and the time and all of that good stuff here in just a little bit that (laughs) I'm telling you, I could like talk about each 
step for hours. So we'll probably <laughs> just keep going, but yeah. there's, there's a lot of really, really great things about mindset because again, it is the initial premise to basically everything else that you do. I mean, and that's the one thing that I tell all of my clients, if there's one thing that you get from our coaching, it's the mindset portion of it, because that is ultimately what's going to catapult you to 10 levels of success down the road. You know, so if you have that right, you have the right type of mindset when you wake up in the morning and when you go to bed at night, you are going to be on the right track to continue to move forward and to progress and thrive every day. Very powerful stuff. Very powerful stuff. Let's talk about developing your self-care routine. Okay. And so this kind of goes hand in hand with what I was talking about earlier. Um, I think we actually were talking off camera about this, but um, just in terms of having some kind of routine for yourself so that you can be the best version of yourself for everyone else. And so for myself, I, I have to go for my runs and, and that really gives me the opportunity to not only reflect during that time, just in how everything's going throughout my day. Um, how, how am I flowing? Is, is everything coming together in a way that it makes sense for what I'm ultimately trying to achieve? So this is, you know, it's not an end all be all thing. It's not like you just, you're in this place now and you get to the time freedom lifestyle mindset and, and you're here and then everything's just, perfect 24 seven. It's something that we're constantly working at. And that's what I'm always saying to my clients as well is, you know, that's the beautiful thing about life is that we always have the ability to grow and, and to learn new things and to bring new things into our life. And in doing that, we become better because of it. We become better leaders. We are able to influence more people. We're able to make a greater impact in our community. And so, yes, there are constant challenges in whatever season that we're in, but it makes us so much stronger as a person and so much more able-bodied to take on these bigger challenges down the road. And so with regard to self-care, self-care means something different to everyone. And so it's important to all, for us all to identify what does that mean to me? Does it mean sitting outside and taking 10 minutes of reflection time a couple times a day and journaling? Or does it literally mean I need to go to the nail salon and I need to get my nails done so that I can just, you know, feel more confident and comfortable in the way that I look and feel it again, it means something different to all of us, but we need to identify that. We need to know what's going to make me feel better. What's going to help me to thrive? What's going to help me fill up my cup so that I can be the best version of myself? So, so your second step is to identify what kind of self-care routine you want to establish. And then how often are you going to do that? And so again, for myself with running, I like to incorporate running three to four times a week. And uh, that's a must for me. That's a non-negotiable. So I'm, I'm always making sure to include that, to time block it out and to insert that in my time, because I know that if I do that for myself, then I can be better for everybody else. So, so learning to identify that and staying consistent with it, how much time can you dedicate to self-care throughout the week is very, very important. And then looking over the course of your week and and identifying how much did I do? How, like, what, what did that look like for me? Because if you see that there's absolutely no self-care activities in an entire week, then that's a problem. You, you've got to be able to do that. Um, so again, you can fill up your cup and you can have the energy you, you need to be able to get everything else that you want out of life. Yeah. Self-leadership is one of the most important leadership skills. Here you talk about the scheduling being intentional about taking care of yourself so you can better take care of others, but then also the accountability to look back and say, Hey, this is what I said I was going to do. Did I get it done? Yes. It's a, absolutely you know, the, the workouts and stuff, especially through the recovery from my ACL meniscus surgery, they got pushed to the side, my physical therapy. I always feel good coming out of that. They work me pretty hard and, and that does help getting those things released. But now that I've got back into the gym and I'm lifting, you know, three days a week and doing the, the PT, I feel so much better. Like the things mm -hmm. that were causing me more stress or the inability just to have peace, like all of those things start to get better. And then, yeah, I, I blocked off this 45 minutes 
But now this two hours in this block of the day, I'm so much better. I get so much more done because I've invested in myself first. And so those things are are really resonating with me um, as, as you talk about them. Step three, creating the right priorities. Yes. And and so this goes hand in hand with morning routine. And so whenever we wake up, we need to decide what what are we doing today? What are the things that are my non-negotiables? And non-negotiables, I would describe as something that's absolutely necessary. You have to get this done. This is this is so important to me. This is at the top of my list. And so I recommend having three personal non-negotiables and three professional non-negotiables. And so one of those non-negotiables for me could be doing the run. Another could be spending quality time with kids. Um, A business professional could be, I have to write content for a blog tonight. So so there's certain things uh, based on our timeline of whatever we're expecting to accomplish throughout the week that absolutely need to be done at a specific time. So identifying those up front is very, very important because otherwise we get lost in translation with all the things that are around us. There's so much happening. Um, you know, when you have kids, when you have um, tons of email notifications, social media notifications, um, people calling you, there, and there's, this is a world of distractions that we live in. So we need to decide ahead of time, what am I willing to allow you know, to be in my life right now. And, and if we don't know exactly where we're headed with that, you're going to feel like you're completely spinning out of control. And, and I know this because I've experienced it. (laughs) I've lived this for, for years. I lived this and I just would basically grasp at straws to try to like get to the next activity. And though I would have my time blocked out, I didn't identify ahead of time that I'm going to say no to this or I'm going to say yes to this. And it's a non-negotiable. This is not happening today, or this is happening today. And so um, it, it's just, it's something that we have to be constantly reflective of because priorities change and lifestyles change and our you know seasons in our life change. So, so we have to just always be aware of whether or not those priorities are in place. So as we're moving forward in these steps, after we've identified the mindset, after we've developed how we're going to be taking care of ourselves, our priorities need to be in line with both of those. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you tie these priorities. So you're, you're talking about something daily. These are the three things personally, the three things professionally I want to accomplish today, but I'm sure those things tie into kind of broader goals as you look and kind of begin with the end in mind. Can you walk us through the tie in between the two? Yeah. So, so basically we want to look at, you know, where we're ultimately going with our priorities. Um, as I had said before, everything that I do and I recommend for my clients is in a baby step fashion. So these can be really, really small steps that we're taking on a daily basis, but we're still accomplishing them. And the thing that I always like to share is that we don't want to set ourselves up for failure. So if we're, we're trying to take off too big of chunks of what we're trying to do, we're, we're still going to be, we're going to feel like we're failures. We're going to feel like we're not accomplishing what we set out to do. And, and a lot of the time we won't, if it's too much, if it's a too big of to-do list, if there's, um, you know, too many things happening around us for us to be able to be concentrated and focused on those efforts, then we're going to fall to the wayside. And again, we'll just be in that free flowing state where, you know, we're, we're not fully committed to anything. And so, so yes, we have to identify a timeline for the bigger goals, say, you know, six months, you, you want to have launched a successful group coaching program and you have to every single day, take little steps to, you know, share about it, promote it, market it. What are the certain things that need to be done in order for that launch date to be successful? And so, yes, there's always a end in mind for whatever it is that we're trying to accomplish. And we're trying to bring it together full circle. So for myself, I want to make sure that I am establishing enough quality time with my kids so that they are having their cups filled up and that they are getting enough mommy time. They, they need me 
um, just as much as I want to be with them. And so it's important for me to identify that up front um, along with any of those business goals. So that's why I say bringing those personal um, Mm -hmm. pieces in there is so crucial because you don't want to be lopsided in any one area because then there's other areas that are going to struggle. So that's why this, this life and balance and bringing all of these steps together in the appropriate way is so necessary. Um, did I answer the question or? Absolutely. Uh, no, 100% you did. And I like the fact you talk about the baby steps. It's so easy for us to have these three page to-do lists and just be completely overwhelmed and you walk away versus, hey, what are my priorities today? And how can I take simple steps towards them? And the feeling that creates by getting small successes builds momentum to get those other successes. And the next thing you know, you're just rolling. And instead of looking at this huge to-do list, feeling completely overwhelmed, you wake up energized, ready to go tackling these things. And you're moving towards um, your ultimate goal. So to do that, step four becomes really, really important. Managing your time effectively. (laughs) I think this is an area that I fail at more than I succeed at. (laughs) This is a big one. (laughs) And so I've actually just recently been acquiring new strategies into my life outside of color coding and time blocking. Those are very standard um, uh, processes and strategies. But um, just recently, I started doing more of the Pomodoro. And I'm not sure if you've heard of this technique. I've not. Uh, This is basically where you set a timer. And for every 25 minutes. I I recommend 25 minutes. That doesn't have to be for everybody. We're all a little bit different in terms of the amount of time that we can sit in a focused um, position for, um, you know, just depending on how our mind works. Um, But 25 minutes, I feel like is pretty standard for just the average person when you're doing deep work. And so deep work is basically undistracted. You have nothing around that around you that can distract you, whether it's um, notifications on your phone, whether it's a child, whether it's an, um, you know, fellow, you know, a colleague, um, you're completely transfixed in this place for a specified period of time doing deep work. And so when you do this deep work, you're going to get more accomplished than you ever would if you're trying to multitask. And from what I understand, we, when we multitask, it not only minimizes our success rate, but it also lowers your IQ because you're trying to do too many things at once. And what does that ultimately create? Um, chaos. It, it creates the inability to be able to think about things in a strategic manner because you're trying to do more than one thing at a time. There are some things that you can multitask, such as, you know, um, something as simple as doing the laundry and talking on the phone and, you know, things like household items, I say are mindless a lot of the time. So if you want to multitask doing something like that, fine. But when it comes to work and you're trying to really be creative with what you're doing, you want to make sure that every distraction that you can think of is out of your way. And so, you know, a lot of the time I'll recommend silencing my phone or my clients to silence their phone. I will silence my phone. And, and just for anything else that could potentially hinder you from that creativity um, will be really, really helpful for you to just um, make sure that it's taken care of. So um, what I was, the point that I was making is just, you want to make sure that you do have a plan. So when it comes to the way that you are organizing your day and, and what you are doing, um, the Pomodoro is really, really effective because you can do it again for a specified period of time the timer will go off and then you'll take a break. So with that break, I usually recommend five to 10 minutes and it'll give you the opportunity to be able to reflect or just sit still, uh, bask in what's going on, you know, understand like how your day is going. And, and that reflection time is so necessary. And sometimes when I talk to my clients about doing nothing for five to 10 minutes in a day, they gasp when I challenge them to do that, but it's so good. And it's so healthy because what does that do for our mind? It releases us of all of the thoughts that are going on of that, that really deep concentrated thought that we had previously when we're taking that break. And it just allows us that the freedom to be able to sit back and breathe and be present. And, and I think, 
again, presence is such a huge part of what we're lacking today. We're just basically going from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, even if our day is perfectly blocked out, we're not taking enough time for that reflection period to truly understand what is actually, what's happening, what's good, what's not good, what, what are these quality moments that I'm experiencing in my life that I'm working so hard for, you know, it's, it's not just to get to the end of something. It's the process in and of itself that we need to be enjoying as well. So outside of the Pomodoro time blocking is necessary. So any form of, I don't want to say form any, um, type of scheduling that you're doing will be beneficial if you insert the time blocking. And so the way that I do that is one hour during one hour blocks of time throughout the day. So look at every, let's see, every 15 minutes, you look at what, what does my hour look like? And then you're breaking that down into, again, those baby steps. Because remember, when we look at 15 minute, 15 minute periods of time, we are able to, that, that doesn't seem like that much, right? So it's, it's very doable. It's manageable. It's, it's something that's not going to be overwhelming. So sometimes even like an hour when we block out an entire hour for something and see like, that seems like a lot. So if we're blocking out 15, 30 minutes, you know, that that's allowing us to break down our day even more. And, and so I know I'm being like really strategic here about like, these might seem like, oh, these are so many extra steps that I have to take when I'm planning out my day. Um, you don't have to do this forever, but it's a great way to see like, what are my habits right now? What are the activities that I'm focusing on and how am I, how am I achieving what I need to on a daily basis? So, so you can just basically look at, you know, what you're doing throughout your day. And my challenge is the reason I'm sharing all of this as I want to challenge all of you to look at over the course of your week and literally list all of the activities that you're doing. What, what do those activities look like? How much time are you spending on social media? How much time are you dedicating to your health? How much time are you spending with your family? And looking over the course of a week, it can be incredibly eye-opening. If you put this um, technique, the Pomodoro effect into place, Pomodoro technique will help you to really um, understand like, you know, these are the types of activities that I'm doing in this amount of time. And these are the breaks that I'm taking. That makes sense. And then, so I also wanted to talk about um, the Pareto analysis. And so this is basically 20% of our actions are responsible for 80% of our outcomes. This is a really big deal. So what we want to do here is list some of the problems that we're facing. So what are the issues? What are the hiccups? What are the distractions? And identify the root cause of each problem. And in doing that, it's going to give us the chance to restructure where necessary. Um, You're going to group the problems together by cause and basically add the score of each group. And so um, you're basically gonna assign the score to each problem, like how significant is this problem for me? And what does this look like? Once you add that up, you can determine where all the distractions are coming from, what those look like, how often they're happening, and determine what do I need to change in order for those not to happen anymore. Um, and so this is an important technique because if we're looking at 20% of what we're doing is going to give 80% of the results, I'm sure you've probably heard that at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's significant because whatever activities those are, we need to know, like, how is our energy invested in that? What is our focus like during that time? Are we completely dedicated to what we are doing in that time? Or are we multitasking? How effective is the creativity level that we have, um, you know, when we're doing these activities? So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I can go on and on with strategies for time blocking, for bringing in um, time batching, organizing your time. Um, but I thought that these were some really effective strategies to just initially look at and, and just start with when you're trying to make these changes to add more. So 
you can ultimately minimize the stress and overwhelm and get more done on a daily basis. What we'll do is we'll get some links to some of these things. So people, if they want to take a deeper dive, can right in the description of the podcast. When I think about these strategies, and I haven't heard of them necessarily by name, a few of them I have, but I, but I practice most of them. And what I find is like when I start to feel like my day is really running me, I need to reset back to these strategies and be intentional about them. And when I do, I'm running my day. One of the things I found interesting, especially with time blocking, if you look at 50 or hour, 50 minutes or an hour, is that when you break the, the, the strategy of taking a five-minute walk, walking up and down stairs, like doing something completely shifted away, a little yes. bit physical to get that blood flowing again. And so I started to do that. I don't always stay to it. My discipline on it isn't great. Otherwise, I wouldn't be sharing some of what I am. But when I do it and do those things, it's so much more effective. And now I'm saying to myself, tomorrow, I got to start doing this again. So I really, <laughs> I really appreciate that. So let's step to number five, establishing new habits. Yes. And, and habits are huge and, and they can be big things and they can be little things. And, and I think sometimes we get caught up in thinking, you know, that these big massive habits are ultimately the ones that control us when re reality, it's some of these little subtle things that we don't even really necessarily think about. And so it can be, you know, something as small as getting up in the morning and, you know, grabbing your phone. Um, that can be a really bad habit and setting those triggers off right away, setting the tone for your day. So, so what are small, subtle little things that we can make adjustments for so that our day is going to play out better? So I just wanted to share a couple of points on this that as some of you probably know that on average, it takes 21 to 60 days to create a new habit. So it's not something that just happens overnight. So, so it's going to take a little while to establish the habit and to make it so that it is a part of your lifestyle. But again, it goes back to the intention and the motivation to make it happen. So what I hear you say, you know, as, as leaders, as individuals, personal or business, like we have goals, we have things we want to accomplish. Okay. Look at what habits does it take to accomplish those things and begin to implement those habits starting small to create these habits and to understand that it takes 21 to 60 days to fully get this to a point where we just kind of do it automatically because that's our new habit. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> so, so step six, strengthen relationships. Yeah. And this is, this is really good because uh, a lot of the time what ends up happening, happening to us is as we're incorporating all of these techniques, our relationships can suffer because we're focusing on so many different things. So it's important to keep our relationships at the pinnacle of all the decisions that we're making to continue to make them a priority. And so one of the things that, that I always like to do every single week when I'm scheduling out my week is to block out the time with the people that you love. And so um, you know, in whatever capacity and whatever uh, your profession is, whatever your career is, it's always important to make sure that your family is incorporated in the process. And, and it's easy to say, you know, we got to go to my kid's game or we got to do this for my kid. But what about the one-on-one -on -one quality time, the non-distracted time that you are just with that individual? Um, and this doesn't have to be with just your child. This can be with your significant other. This can be, um, you know, even with a best friend or a parent or, you know, someone that is really important to you that you want to make sure that you can stay consistent in building that relationship and, and showing that, that you care and identify how that time is consistent with that individual and so this is something that I do with all of my kids. I look at every single week, every day for each child. I have four kids and I look at how I can individually spend time with each one of them for at least 10 minutes. And, and I know it doesn't seem like a lot of time, but it makes such a huge difference for our relationship with each other. And I just want to talk about this uh, on this podcast because I think it's, it's so easy to be just going through the progressions and wanting our kids to be successful and like wanting to put them in things, wanting them to, um, 
you know, be involved in all these different activities. And that's great. And that's important. And I feel that's necessary. But we also want to get in that one-on-one time um, that brings us all together as a full encompassing balance. And so to, to strengthen those relationships, because if they're on our team and we're on their team, we're going to be unstoppable, right? If, if we are there with them and they understand what we're doing and they're understanding what mommy or daddy prioritizes and feels as important and empowering for all of us in our personal why, they're going to want to support us. They're going to want to be on board with us as we're all doing this together. And, and so I always like to look at my family as they're my team. <laughs> you know, we're on this team together, uh, striving for success. And, and I want everyone on that team to be able to use their strengths, to use their gifts, and to be a part of the, the greater, you know, you know vision for, for what we're doing together. And so, um, you know, whether you have kids that are young or kids that are grown or kids that are middle age or no kids at all, I know that Everyone that's listening has someone special in their life or has um, individuals that they have relationships with that need strengthening, that, that are important to nurture, to continue nurturing as you're on this journey. And that's part of what this time freedom lifestyle is, is to be able to have that quality life with those people. Because it's not just about us. It's about bringing it together full circle. So I like to challenge the, the the leaders that listen to this podcast um, to to now go listen back to what Genesis said about that quality time one on one with family with kids with people important in your life, and 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 make sure that we're doing that because oftentimes as as leaders things are busy there's a lot of stress the focus becomes work we don't have that balance that we've got to strive for, but now take and listen back to what she just said, and apply that to your team and your people. Because leadership, relationships are relationships, whether they're at work or whether they're at home. And a lot of things about leadership are similar to that of being a parent. And so Genesis just talked about creating this environment with strong relationships where there's trust and you got each other's back and you're a team and everybody is wanting to pull together and rooting for, for each other to do well and to achieve at their highest level. And as leaders, there's nothing greater that we can do for our people and our teams than that. And the same strategy she just laid out that we should be doing very intentionally with our kids and our husbands and wives and people close to us is what we've got to do at work as we lead the whole person. And as we create these incredible cultures with with high level of purpose and high level of ownership that lead to high levels of success and ultimately profitability. That's not my concern. It's all about the people, the quality of life, but the quality of life and impact on your kids and the quality of life and impact on your people. This framework is absolute, absolute gold as she talks about strength and relationships. I love that. <laughs> I love everything you just said. And I, I so resonate with all of it too. And it is so true because we're all here to, you know, to, to thrive and, and to use our giftings and, and to be able to lift each other up and in some capacity, whether it is at home or at work, we are on a team and, you know, we, we have the ability to make, to be able to make such a difference in someone else's life every single day and, and using that and incorporating everyone's strengths together. Again, we can go back to that idea that we can be unstoppable and that we can bring everybody together to that next level and we can continue to grow and we can continue to prosper and we can continue to make a difference in every single person that we touch. So, so good. So, so good. So we got just a little bit of time left here. Number seven, identify your wealth creation plan. Walk us through that quick. All right. And I absolutely love talking about this too, because this is, this is ultimately the the pinnacle of where we're trying to go, right? We're trying to bring this all together so that we, we want to live this lifestyle with abundance and success and happiness and joy, but ultimately we want to do it and have wealth behind it. And, and I know that wealth is not just about money-making, rather it is about lifestyle, but, but the idea behind the financial part of what we do is incredibly significant too. And so I like to first look at 
what is a limiting belief that we have right now that could be preventing us from taking those next steps? And so a lot of the time, the reason that we don't incorporate those new habits or those new routines or restructuring our life is because we have fear. There, there is fear based on um, something that we've experienced in the past, um, based on something that, that has occurred to us, um, you know, in our immediate, um, in present life, you know, we, we don't understand necessarily why we have these limiting beliefs, but they are there. And so we need to identify them in order to create a plan that's going to be really effective. And so what we can do is establish a list of blocks that are coming and they're basically coming up and why we're not taking action and doing them. Um, so if we can identify them, then we can know what next steps to take because there is prevention that is standing in our way. If we don't really know why it's happening, we have to list it down. And, and in listing it, we can get a better understanding again of what could potentially hinder us from taking that next step. So realizing your dream um, by making it a reality is casting that vision. So, so we want to do this from the beginning, but we also want to do it at the end. So what is the ultimate vision that we're trying to create for ourselves, and, and getting really clear and specific on what that vision is. Um, and, and this is not just any vision, but this is you calling it out and saying it for what it is. And that's why vision boards, that's why dream boards, um, like literally cutting it out, pasting it, talking about it are so incredibly effective. And uh, I always do vision boards with my clients at the beginning of each year to just get really clear. We want to have those new established priorities and goals in front of us. We don't want to have the same vision board up for five years because things change and things evolve. So, so really to be understanding of what we truly want and what that looks like and how that can potentially manifest into our life. And it, it really truly is amazing because I will say for myself and all the experience that I've had with the, the vision boarding and the vision casting and dream boarding is the more that you look at it, the more it becomes a part of your life and just really enters into that subconscious. And so this is something that you can have at home. It's something you can have in your car. You can have it at work with you, but just knowing where you're headed, knowing the um, direction that you're going and that this is something that's incredibly important to you as you're making the specific changes necessary in order for this to happen. Um, the next part is accountability. And so like understanding who your accountability partner is going to be, whether you hire a coach, whether you uh, bring, you know, a significant other into the process, who's going to be the individual that's going to support you on this journey to get to that next level, to get to that next point. Um, your curve will be dramatically shortened if you have that accountability. So it's, it's absolutely necessary for you to establish a relationship where whether you do a couple calls a month or um, you're writing it down and you have a group that you can go to on Facebook and you all are sharing your consistent goals. Um, because what ends up happening for so many of us is that we are wishing for things to happen. We're dreaming about things to happen and we're not taking action on those steps. And that's why we can revert back to the fact that if you can take one little step, you can get through to the massive steps because it's the little step that's ultimately going to continue to move you forward um, rather than just expecting to be at this end result. And so, yes, we want end results when we're creating this wealth creation plan. How much money do we ultimately want to be making? What does our timeline look like? When, when do we want this to happen? Um, what are the exact numbers that we're expecting? You know, being really, really specific and clear and identifying exactly what that is that we want so that we can get it. Um, but we need to know that the little steps are really the things that are going to ultimately get us to that final destination point so that the process, when you actually do it and you're moving forward and you're taking action, it's not so overwhelming. So wealth creation is about mindset. It's about taking action. It's about determining who's going to be your 
accountability partner. And it's about understanding what am I willing to give up? What am I willing to sacrifice in order to get to this next level? Because this is one of the most difficult things that I have to constantly work through, not only with myself, um, with my clients, is that there are going to be things that you have to give up in order to get other things, because we only have so much room in our life, in our time, in our ability to be able to give of ourselves. So what are those things that you will keep? And what are those things that you will let go in order to have this life that you so desire? And that, so that's a very important point to be constantly asking yourself. And if you're not willing to give up certain things, then you know, it's not the right season for you to do this other thing. And, and that's okay. But we have to ask ourselves in this season, what is the priority? And it will change and it will evolve. Talking with Jennifer Say Crick, Jennifer Say Crick, um, about the seven strategies to create a time freedom lifestyle. Uh, so much depth. We're able to take a deep dive into these seven strategies. Um, so much gold, so much great information. I'll know I'll be listening back to this, taking some different notes, looking forward to break it down on LinkedIn uh, when, when we release it. So real quick before we head out here, Genesis, where can people find you? Um, as you'd mentioned before, my Instagram is The Thriving Mompreneur. And uh, I also have a Facebook business page. It's Genesis Haycrick, Life Strategist. You can also go to my website at genesisspeaks.com. And I am having a upcoming masterclass that um, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. So I'll have it listed there. Um, I'll have it listed on the different social media platforms, but it is on the seven steps that we'll, we, we will go actually more in depth with um, more strategically. And you will walk away with a 90 day action plan on how to implement them. So I'm so happy to be here. I would love the opportunity to connect with any of you. Um, if you'd like to take things a bit further, if you'd like more free content, you can follow me on any of those social media platforms. Um, but other than that, thank you so much, Danny, for having me on today. It's been such a pleasure. And I just love everything that you're about. You're such an authentic person. And, and I'm, I'm just thrilled to be here. So thank you. No, thank you so much for taking the time. So much gold here in this episode. The crazy thing. So Genesis spends uh, the school year in Florida with her husband, but she's actually from Dixon, Illinois, which is where I'm based out of where I'm from. And we recently met um, actually at a, at a wedding, uh, her family member, one of my best friends wedding. We hadn't met prior to that. Uh, she's doing incredible, incredible things. We really appreciate her taking the time again, the seven strategies to create a time freedom lifestyle, prepare the mind for change and success, all about mindset, develop your self-care routine. Self-leadership is our most important skill. If we don't take care of ourselves, we can't take care of others to the best of our ability, create the right priorities, be clear about what it is. And, and priorities every day, three things personal, three things professional, manage our time efficiently. You know, we talked about a lot of different strategies there on how to do that. Establishing new habits, it's often the small habits that make us who we are. It's what we do consistently each and every day that we can trust ourselves to be and what people can trust us to be. Strengthening those relationships, there's nothing important, more important than relationships. Our people, our family are our gold and identify your wealth creation plan. To our listeners, if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, this episode, please consider hitting that subscribe button so you never miss another episode. Consider giving us a rating review on Apple. It helps us grow more organically. And remember, always be committed to excellence.